Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. My gosh, this might have been the greatest miscalculation by the deep state law enforcement, Democrat, left, entertainment, Hollywood, liberal, activist, communist, socialist community we have ever seen in the history of the United States. The raid, yes, raid, we'll get to that later, raid, R-A-I, let's take the commercial, raid, raid, the raid on Donald Trump's uh, house is about to backfire in apocalyptic fashion for the left, and trust me when I tell you they know it. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show, folks. I am going to lay out for you a case today that they are in a panic. Keep it up. I have it all caps. Do not let up. This story needs to stay front of mind about the raid on Donald Trump's home. Stay front of mind from now until we get answers. Do not let this go. I'll explain why. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate mega stores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Let's go. Yep, here we go. Yes, sir. Extremely excited about today's show because, folks, they really, they really thought on the left. And, and, and I can't say this enough. I have this Trump theory. Joe, do you remember this? We haven't brought this up in a while. It is the, it is the pardon the language here, but it's the, the show your ass theory of Donald Trump. Do you remember this when yeah, I started about remember, this? I remember the, yeah, a while back. We used to bring this up a lot. Yeah. The examples are everywhere. The gist of it is this. How the left and their police state, deep state enforcers at the FBI and DOJ thought they were going to raid the home of Donald Trump while nobody was around there. Donald Trump wasn't even there. On ridiculous, spurious Presidential Records Act nonsense over a napkin or something they wanted. He might have wrote a note in a napkin. I saw they confiscated it. And there wasn't going to be a national, international backlash. I'm even getting emails from people from Australia. Listeners, I'm not kidding. Like, Dan, I can't believe what's happening over there. They're talking about us. How they thought that was going to happen and fly under the radar is so freaking ridiculous that I'm stunned that the Democrats, who are usually tactically more efficient politically than this, political tactics, how they screwed this up as badly as they did, and it's glorious to watch. It's working. The heat you're bringing is awesome. The calls you're making to your congressmen, state officials, local officials, call everyone. They are melting down. They're panicking. I'm going to prove it to you. But here's my Trump show your ass theory. <laughs> Pardon the language, but it's, it's if you old listeners know what I mean. Donald Trump is the first Republican president, major Republican Party figure. I even go farther than just president in a long time. You guys ever hear this theory before? who didn't play into the expected reaction of the left. In other words, what I mean is the left has gotten complacent over the last four or five decades on a playbook when they attack national Republican figures, Reagan, Bush, all of them, right? Romney, whoever it may be. They call you a racist or a fascist or a Nazi for whatever. It doesn't matter what you did. You got caught shopping in a grocery store. It doesn't matter. And what did the left do in the past? Joe, you, you've been following this long. The, the, the left would do it and the right would do what? The figure would apologize, right? Oh, I'm so sorry. I got caught shopping at a grocery store. Yeah. That is definitely racist. The fact that that's ridiculous didn't matter. They would always, always apologize. Always. Donald Trump is the first major party Republican figure for the Republicans who never did that. Again, the show your ass theory. He would give them the double-barreled, family-friendly middle finger, and whenever they made fun of him or called him a racist about something, he would just simply double down. The left, who is now used to Republicans acquiescing and apologizing, Donald Trump does not apologize. Do you understand the left didn't have the skill set to respond? Because it never happened. And this makes sense. Geez, this segment dumb. Do you not like it? They, they had no skill set. It's like, In other words, it's like, 
You're the greatest fastball hitter in the world. You are the Babe Ruth at hitting fastballs. And then all of a sudden you get a guy and throws a knuckleball, you strike out nine times. You're still a great hitter. You just never knew how to hit the knuckleball. They didn't know how to respond when you call someone a racist and he responds back and tells you to go yourself. So what did they do? The left decided to try to get him to respond. They were going to go crazier and crazier and crazier to the point of FBI raids at his house. Uh, Folks, please, please trust me. This theory I'm telling you is true. I have studied these people like an anthropologist. They didn't know what to do. He's not apologizing for being a racist. Call him a racisty racist. He's not apologizing now. Call him a Nazi, homophobic, transphobic, fascist, racisty racist. He's not apologizing now. <sighs> Raid his house. TD, that's where TDS began. Yes, that's the genesis of Trump derangement syndrome. This theory is true. So what's that? how does it show what does show you're asking me? It finally, the left started to show you who they really are. They showed you their rumps. They've always been people who wanted to raid Republican houses. They always wanted to be people who censored you online. They just were quiet about it in the past because they got what they wanted almost immediately from Republicans who were wussies. Now the Republican won't apologize and the left has showed you their rump. They have showed you who they really are. Now it is backfiring on them in spectacular fashion. Where do we go in the morning for the leftist meltdowns, the daily meltdowns, which are getting to be epic? I'm sorry for that long intro. If you didn't like that segment, my apologies. But it's really critical to understanding the chronology of how we got to advanced level TDS now. Playbook, Politico Playbook, the source of leftist meltdowns every morning. Here, Playbook again today. Noting that even insider strategists are saying if there was ever a lane for a Trumpy but not Trump Republican in the 2024 presidential primary, it now appears to be that much narrower, narrower, narrower. They completely handed him a lifeline, groused one Republican strategist who advises a potential rival to Trump in 2024. And the Republican strategist notes, quote, unbelievable. It puts everybody in the wagon for Trump again. It's just taken the wind out of everybody's sails. For any other Trumpian candidate, the strategist said, it's over. (laughs) This is just glorious. This is just glorious. How they they cannot, they have no skill set to fight Trump other than outright, open, blatant authoritarianism, censorship, and abuse of government, the FBI and DOJ. And he still wrecked They have them. nothing. And they wrecked him, damn near killed him. I mean, they, ca- <laughs> they don't know what to, I mean, talking about the show you asked here, they don't know what to do. Everything they do results in massive blowback to them. It's incredible. They essentially, and I would agree with this, just probably cleared the field or most of it 2024 for Trump. Donald Trump, I kid you not, his best friends, I am not messing with you on this, Donald Trump's best friends are the mainstream media and the show your ass left. They can't, it is true. It's it's absolutely true. They cannot control themselves around this guy. They cannot control themselves. They just can't. They accuse him of being out of control. Tweets, look at his, they're the ones who have turned into the moon bats we knew they were. Now, this the, the blowback on the FBI and DOJ, ladies and gentlemen, is through the roof. Keep it up. Do not let up. Please call your representatives in Congress. Email them again today. Please, please, I'm begging you, action matters. I promise you behind the scenes, I'm doing my part here too. I'm not speaking with forked tongue. I'm an activist first, host second. Please get on the phone with their office today and demand full reform of the FBI. Hearings. People should be fired. Demand it. Demand it. Don't ask. Demand it. These people work for you. But folks, Ron Paul, back in 1988, warned us about a lot of this with the FBI. Here's a clip of Ron Paul back in 1988, warning us what was going to happen with the FBI when one party, the Democrats, 
gains full political control over an organization with agents who can take your life and take your freedom and ruin your life and confiscate your property. I want you to listen to this. Very, very prescient. Check this out. Most of our history, we didn't, didn't have those institutions. The FBI came in uh, during the First World War. And interestingly enough, one thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the Vietnam era? Democrats used it there. Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches, who disagree with the policy in uh, Central America. It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing uh, with policy, especially the foreign policy. So the FBI, although I don't think I could condemn everything they've ever done, because I'm sure uh, some of the investigations and investigation of crime uh, has been beneficial, but that could be accomplished through Justice Department within our states. We wouldn't reject that uh, portion of it. I think the, the FBI has uh, kept and continues to keep a lot of records on a lot of individuals. Man, ain't that, ain't that the truth? The FBI warned us about them, Ron Paul, back in 1988. How a rogue FBI has the power to ruin your life, influence international politics, influence elections. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the third consecutive election. The FBI and Department of Justice are going to have interfered in an election to try to steal it. The third one. How much more of this are you willing to take? Reform is needed immediately. Firings, terminations at the top level. There are no, there are no half measures here. Say like Mob Deep said, ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. We gotta go all the way and clear out the top levels of the FBI with major, major reform. They plant stories with the media, the FBI. They abuse database access. They lie to FISA court judges. They suppress evidence about their, with their political allies, the Hunter Biden laptop. They use strategic leaks to the media to discredit opponents. They raid homes of their political opponents. It is over. The FBI is over. It is over. The glory days of people looking up to the FBI and the TV shows, it's over. It's over. And the FBI management did it. Now, because the FBI understands that it's over for them. The days of getting uh, deference from the right, who generally, and I still do support vigorously law enforcement and the job they do, they are not enforcing the law anymore. They are a political body. They don't get law enforcement deference anymore. Law enforcement needs oversight too at all levels. Because they know it is over for them, once these midterm elections happen, and hopefully, hopefully you registered to vote. If you're not registered to vote for these midterms, vote like your life depends on it because your liberty certainly does. Elections coming up this year. Don't wait for the presidential. It's coming up this year in the midterms. They know it's over. Because the FBI knows it's over, they're engaged in a massive extinction burst of political activity. You would think yesterday, my gosh, the FBI would calm down. Nope. Fox News. Trump ally, Congressman Scott Perry, says the FBI seized his cell phone one day after the Mar-a-Lago raid. Now, Dan, you just said they're in a panic. They are. That's why they're doing this. Remember what I told you about an extinction burst? You want to you know, uh, get some uh, political, uh, some psychological jargon in your, in your melon? An extinction burst is a burst of behavior when you don't get rewarded for something you did. In other words, you put a dollar in a Coke machine, you expect to get a nice cold Coke, what happens? Nothing comes out. What do you do? You shake the machine, you punch the machine. Why? It's not going to fix anything because we're wired to do that. It's a burst of behavior because you weren't reinforced for putting a dollar in. The FBI thought they'd have some reinforcement for this. They thought they'd have people on, even people on the left like Andrew Cuomo are calling them out. CNN analysts are calling them out everybody's calling them out on all sides of the aisle. They're embarrassed. 
So now to protect themselves, they're engaged in kicking the machine. They're going to go after everyone now in an extinction burst in behavior. You and I could be next. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. You're going to see more madness like this. Now, it doesn't do me any good on this show, and I want to waste your time with telling you things you already know. I think we did a good job explaining the genesis of TDS, which is critical towards evaluating the whole situation. We've done the appropriate complaining about what the FBI did. We played for you the warning by Ron Paul. But now I owe you some solutions. This is the best article I've seen on it. It's at American Greatness by Adam Mill. I can't recommend it enough. It is in my newsletter today. If you'd like to subscribe to the newsletter, it is, of course, free. I promise we don't spam your inbox. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please go today. This article will be there. I think it's the first or second article. Adam Mill, American Greatness. How do we get rid of the FBI? It's a really good question. Well, we may not be able to get rid of them totally, but he lays out eloquently in this piece. I don't have time to cover every uh, pointer he has in there, but I am going to cover some of the big ones and add some myself. Doesn't do any good to complain. These are the things I need you to talk to your congressman about on the phone and put in an email. Send them this article. These are the things we need to hit. We have to, we, if we don't fix this rogue FBI, we are not going to have a country left, period. Number one from the piece, he perfectly describes first the FBI corruption problem. He, he notes politicians feared the Bureau because of its ability to plant and spread stories with the imprimatur of the Bureau as a source. Folks, you have a New York Times article written about Guy, FBI source says, uh, you know, Guy stole a hot dog from the local public. It sounds serious, right? Whether Guy even eats hot dogs or shops in the Publix is totally irrelevant. It doesn't matter. An FBI person can plant it and it sounds real. They also note, Mill notes in the piece, when the FBI sees a candidate engaged in real corruption, however, it seems to do the opposite, running interference with the news media to protect the candidate by suppressing stories or characterizing inconvenient evidence as Russian disinformation. Gee, sounds like what they did for Joe Biden, huh? Yeah. The problem's a thorny one because the FBI's access to the vast national security databases and its willingness to abuse them acts as a powerful psychological deterrent to politicians seeking to challenge the Bureau. Oh, you're Scott Perry? Challenge the Bureau? Challenge the Department of Justice? Put out articles of impeachment for Garland? Didn't Perry just do that? What's the FBI looking up in their metadata databases? Your texts? No, it's not that that's happened before. Oh, really? Oh, really? Lays out the corruption beautifully. Okay, so what can we do? Now let's get to one of the fixes. Here's step one. You're going to contact the politician. You're probably doing it to plan a story or gain leverage or interfere in another election. Mill notes in the piece, one solution might be to demand political candidates sign a pledge to publicly disclose any attempt by any member of the FBI to gain leverage over that politician. They come and talk to you. You better disclose it. Further, the FBI should be required to register and report to the Justice Department's inspector general any contact with a political candidate, their families, an elected official, or a journalist. I love that idea. I love it. You want to report? You want to plant stories about politicians? Hold meetings like you did with Ron Johnson and Grassley to try to set them up? Hold meetings with Trump like Comey did to try to set him up. You damn well better tell the IG about it immediately. I love that idea. See, here's what fixing things looks like. Are they solutions? No. May they be stitches in a wound? Maybe one or two. You might need 10 stitches, but it's a start. Let me get to another one. You know what? Let me take a quick break here. Let me get to the next other steps here, too, to reform the FBI. This is super important. Don't forget it. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. 
It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay, back to the American greatness piece. Fixes for the FBI. Step one, yes, you damn well better start registering your contacts with the Inspector General's office anytime you talk to a politician because we know exactly what you're doing. You are setting people up for another political attack and election interference. We know it. Step two, you have got to reform FOIA. FOIA stands for Freedom of Information Act. You, as a, this is a government by the people, for the people. They work for you. You are entitled to information from the government. Yet, as Adam Mill notes in the piece, the FBI has this practice of slow-rolling FOIA requ- requests that lets them and the Justice Department operate near total secrecy, which is anathema to democratic governance. He notes, if the FBI's failure to follow FOIA time limits pertains to requested documents which are evidence of FBI misconduct, a requesting party should get attorney's fees if it becomes necessary to sue to overcome stalling or obstruction. Again, is this a solution? No. Is it two more stitches in a wound that may need 20? It is. These are things we can do, not just talk about. If the FBI, if you demand information pursuant to a Legal Freedom of Information Act request and they do not comply, and they're dragging it out over time, sue. And the attorneys should be paid for out of the FBI's budget. See how they like that? Oh, that's just small, Dan. Folks, it's something. It's no good to complain. We got to fix it. Or at least try. It's not it. These are too small. There's more. I'm going to go through all of them, but here's another one. How the hell is it that the FBI is investigating themselves? They're under the Department of Justice. This is absurd. This is something I wrote about in my book, um, The Fight. I've written about this forever. This is not new. Go read. I wrote it 10 years ago. The fact that the FBI and the Department of Justice, essentially through the inspector general, investigate themselves is outrageous. Adam Mill notes in his speech, do not let the FBI and DOJ investigate their own. They have a joke in the FBI, he notes, that the Department of Just Us, they call it as a nickname. Just Us. Like it's a cabal of people, and when they want to hide something, they just hide it. So what's the solution there? Well, I wrote about it in my book. He doesn't propose it in this piece, Adam Mill, but I have repeatedly. Folks, there needs to be an entity within the federal government that solely acts as internal affairs. Oh, we have that with the IGs. They are toothless, folks. They are toothless. I'm sorry. The inspector general's offices are toothless. We need a well-funded government oversight internal affairs bureau with non-political leadership that oversees all of this stuff and has equal power. It is a check and a balance. The IG's office is toothless. How about you? You don't, you doubt me? What's, what's happened for the Spygate people, the collusion people, the Hunter Biden, Russian disinformation people? Not, the answer is nothing. Nothing. They're toothless. We need a big, robust, strong internal affairs unit that can oversee other the FBI and others. Is it the, a perfect fix? No. But I'm telling you, when I was with the NYPD, if you had internal affairs, again, in your precinct, I brought it up on the air yesterday on my radio show. You damn well better be on your best P's and Q's. The FBI and others need to be, uh, they, they need to be anxious about oversight. Does that make sense? Joe, they need to be concerned that people are watching. They don't care. Right. They do whatever they want. They just went after Scott Perry today in this extinction burst because they know at least for the next few months until Republicans uh, hopefully take over, they know they're okay. Let me propose a couple of my own as well. The FISA court needs to be disbanded. It's a disgrace. The foreign intelligence surveillance courts, the FISC, is a total joke. It was abused. It's always abused to go after political opponents. It is a nightmare. You want to get a warrant? We have a process for getting a warrant. You know what it's called, Joe? It's called getting a warrant. Um, it's, there are constitutional limits yeah. on what you can do. You have to produce probable cause. The FISA court is a joke. It's an embarrassment. It should be completely disbanded. 
You want to get a warrant? Get a warrant. You want to petition for a warrant that's secret because of some national security reason? Then let's lay out a procedure for that. We don't need a FISA court. Get rid of it. Get rid of the FBI has abused it. They've abused national security letters too. Get rid of those too. Get rid of all of them. Register your contacts. Reform FOIA. They shouldn't investigate themselves. Should have a new internal affairs. Get rid of the FISA court. Get rid of or limit their national security letters. Finally, we got to get rid of Chris Ray. We need someone at the top of the FBI like Akash Patel, who's an actual patriot who loves this country and would act according to the Constitution. He's my recommendation. Why do we have to get rid of Chris Ray? Because he's just a liar. He's just a liar. Okay? Here he is up at a hearing the other day, insisting that like this big priority at the FBI is, is getting out any perception of bias. You just served a search warrant on Scott Perry's phone after raiding a former president. How stupid do you think we are? This guy needs to be fired like yesterday. Worse than Jim Comey. Check this guy out. I feel very strongly and I have communicated consistently since I started as director that our folks need to make sure that they're not just doing the right thing, that they're doing it in the right way and that they avoid, avoid even the appearance of bias or lack of objectivity. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you want to uh, avoid the even appearance of bias or, uh, or lack of objectivity. Are you serious? Is that a joke? This guy needs to be fired immediately. That's my last step. This guy cannot remain in charge. If we take back the White House, this guy needs to go. He is the worst FBI director we've seen in modern times. The fact that he was in charge when a former president, his home was raided. And then the next day they go after a congressman perfectly entitled to a political opinion about an election is, is just a disgrace to humankind. This guy needs to be fired immediately, immediately. Speaking of Cash Patel, you know, it's funny. I mean, I'm not even messing with you. You're like, uh, I, I brought up Cash Patel as a potential FBI director, and I forgot he was actually the next clip. It's a totally unintended segue, but a good one nonetheless. Here is Cash Patel, the aforementioned. He was on Tucker's show last night with Will Kane. And Cash Patel pointed out a really fascinating contradiction in the TDS reaction to Donald Trump and the rating of his home uh, in this abomination to the Constitution, right? He says, you know, it's kind of weird because Donald Trump was a transparency president. And I thought of this after listening to this. I'll play it in a second. Donald Trump, if you remember, guys, was pushing before he left office for a massive declassification of documents about government corruption against him and others so that you could see it. You getting the contradiction here? Don't you see now how it's kind of weird how the FBI is now raiding Donald Trump's house? with the DOJ and Merrick Garland complaining that there's like not enough transparency in the presidential records Act classification. You can't have it both ways. You can't say we want to hide a bunch of information and not declassify it as Donald Trump did. And then say, Oh, we're going to raid his house for a napkin. He wrote a letter on because he's classifying and keeping things from people. You get it? Yeah, listen to Cash Patel. He explains it uh, probably better than I did. Check this out. President Trump was a transparency president. And time and time again, as the former Russiagate lead investigator under Chairman Nunes, who know where so many of the documents were buried and identified, we tried to get all of it out. And President Trump, on multiple occasions at the White House, declassified whole sets of documents, including, I remind you and your audience, that around October of 2020, he issued a statement from the White House declassifying every document related to not just the Russiagate scandal, but also the Hillary Clinton email scandal. So that is a wide-ranging set of documents that the mainstream media uh, is ignoring that order, not to mention his follow-up actions in December, I believe, in January, off the top of my head, before he left, where he issued um, declassification orders at the White House. And when the president says that, that's it. He's a unilateral chief, commander-in-chief, right. and the sole authority on classification. Beautiful, beautiful. We're trying to get cash on the show, my radio show, on Friday. Uh, by the way, I got a busy week coming up. Um, I will be on, I believe, the five on Friday. If you'd like to watch that, I got my Fox show on Saturday night. Uh, be up in New York. You'll see the show will look a little different on Friday in the podcast if you want to watch. Um, so uh, it may sound a little different too. The radio show will be up at Fox. I got a busy day. I'll be doing the show live from studio in New York on Saturday night. But Cash's point is a fascinating one. It's a little nuanced. So again, if I explain it poorly, I'm sorry. I'm doing my best here. 
The left, again, in their TDS show your rump response, wants you to believe that Donald Trump is hiding secrets. Hiding secrets. January 6th, Joe. He's hiding things he did in the White House. He's hiding stacks of paper in Mar-a-Lago, Joe, in a basement buried down there with the, with the gimp from Goonies. Remember, the, was it the, was Goonies? No, no, that was Pulp Fiction. Who was the guy in Goonies? Like Lurch or something? Terrible with this pop culture stuff. This is it. There's hiding with the Pulp Fiction, the gimp from Pulp Fiction. He's hiding down there. That son of a gun. That son of a gun is right. Man, that's, you know, secrecy. It always has this, this kind of, a, this, this patina of corruption. He's hiding stuff, which is weird. Because Cash just pointed out accurately that he's the guy who tried to not hide stuff, let you see it, and the DOJ and FBI slow walked it so you wouldn't see it. You see how now they're trying to change that narrative? Nuance point, but a brilliant one no one else has made. Let me just tell you, just uh, on a side note, when you do TV and commentary like I do, I'm on you know, 15 hours a week of radio, uh, five hours a week of podcast, an hour of TV, and another probably an hour or so of media hits on other people's shows. It's a lot of talking on TV, um, a lot. I respect Cash a lot. It is very difficult. Wouldn't you agree, Guy? It's very difficult to cover a story. I think we do it well from a different angle that people have been talking about for 48 hours. It's, it's, that's why I get up so early. That's why, like today, I put it together the way I did. But the cash does that all the time. Every time I hear him on TV, he says something amazingly I haven't heard before, even though everyone and her mother has commented on this. A brilliant point. All right, moving on. I'm going to play a video from Hillary Clinton. And then remember the Blackberries that they smashed? Uh, Producer Jim said over this cut from Boris Epstein in the past on CNN, where CNN got wrecked on this. It was, it's beautiful to watch. Okay. Um, I don't want you to forget about this. Again, uh, pointing out hypocrisy. I, this is kind of like... Um, I don't want to say the non-informative, but this is the least educational part of the show. So why do you put it in there? Because I like to keep the show entertaining. So just to remind you, the other side are just incompetent buffoons and morons in the media. They're largely useful idiots. Not all Democrats are useful idiots. Um, many of the Democrat activists in Washington, D.C. are very smart. They're authoritarians, totalitarians who want to institute censorship and government thuggery, and they do it very tactically. The media are not. The media are people who couldn't get real degrees in college. So they went to school for journalism because they couldn't study a subject that actually required intellectual rigor, right? So they just play along. This was a clip from a while ago. This is Boris Epstein. He is a, uh, a, a Trump uh, confidant, a close insider of the Trump circle. He's on CNN, I think with Brooke Baldwin, is that who it is? And, and this other lefty guy. And he brings up the fact that Hillary Clinton's team smashed, in the literal sense, smashed with hammers, blackberries, and electronics devices in order to hide records. And live on CNN, the host is like, well, I don't know, we're going to need a live fact check on this. <laughs> Do you remember? This is great. Check this out. They destroyed blackberries with hammers in the State Department. That's not what That's won the presidency. Fact, actually, and Evan, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Evan Perez. Hammers, fact check that for me, please, on the fly. Uh, yes, they did, Brooke. Uh, as so. as, uh, <laughs> as did. you mentioned, there were uh, 13 devices, mobile devices, and five iPads that uh, the FBI said that, you know, in some way were used with, with her private email server. And they did, in some cases, just destroy them with hammers when they were done using them. That, that may be one of the, even Key's like, this is awesome. I've never seen I don't remember that clip either, but uh, I know Boris, that's, <laughs> that's a classic. That's a classic. So you're telling me Trump has a napkin in the basement with the gimp from Pulp Fiction locked behind a door somewhere. And that's worthy of an FBI raid with 30 agents, a rider truck and an international controversy blowing up in their face. Yet Hillary Clinton's team literally my word. I hate, you know, that smashes with hammers, a bunch of hardware equipment and deletes emails to avoid us seeing any information on there. And that's no problem at all. Remember this classic, too, when Ed Henry, formerly of Fox, asked Hillary Clinton about wiping the servers, and, and she tried to play, play dumb. This is just a classic. Check this out. I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't, I have no idea. That's why we turned it over. We, you were in charge of it. You were the official in charge. Did you wipe the servers? What, like with a cloth or something? Well, no. I, I don't know how it works digitally at all. I do not have any... It's it really, it's, it's just such, 
It, forget the hypocrisy. It's, it's, not even, it's not hypocrisy, as I said often. I, it's, what is it, folks? It's hierarchy. It's not hypocrisy. It's not hypocrisy. The media are useful idiots for the authoritarian left. The authoritarian left's attitude is we don't care about standards. It's not a double standard. We don't have standards. We're in charge and you're not. That's our standard. It's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. They don't care that this looks bad. But they do care in that this is blowing up in their face. And as a result of this blowing up in their face, this is serious time now. Okay, jokey time is over. We took a little comic interlude. That was the non-educational portion, the entertainment portion of the show. Back to the education portion of the show. This is important. Beam in. Give me a second. Be very, very, very careful in the coming days and weeks about the left's next move. They are tacitly and with a wink and a nod, hoping, hoping for political violence in the coming days. Please, I am begging you with every single mitochondria DNA fragment in my body. I am begging you, please, not that you're violent. I'm not saying that. Just please do not fall into this trap. Folks, I am, I'm, 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 Begging you, I mean, and the word beg, B-E-G, please do not fall in this trap. Be very careful about the language you use. They, will, they are watching you. They are quietly praying for someone with a MAGA hat who is a true believer to go nuts. Why? Kurt Schlichter is a, who guest hosted my radio show and has been a guest often has a piece out about this. I, I, don't, I saw it the other day. I don't have it with me, but they are looking for a reason. Now that the FBI is in this extinction burst of behavior with the Department of Justice and realizes that they've been exposed for the tyrants they are and they have nowhere else to go, they realize after 2022 that it's over for them, that any deference they were paid is finished. They realize now that they've become public enemy number one with a lot of liberty lovers out there who want a constitutional FBI, not a political one. They are dying for an excuse to come after you in mass, in groups of people, everything. Do not fall into the trap. Please watch the, just please, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I care about you a lot, folks. And I say this because I have the assets to fight back. They could come after me too. I don't be dramatic, but they could. I wouldn't be surprised if they knocked on my door. Is it going to happen? Probably not. Would I be surprised? Absolutely not. But I have the ability to fight back. A lot of you don't have the, 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 the you may have the ability, but you don't have like 100K to sit there to finance your house, to pay for a lawyer, to fight these guys. They have taxpayer dollars. They can go on forever. I'm just begging you to please be careful in the coming days and weeks. Here's what I mean. They are already setting up the narrative. The narrative is going to be this. We raided Trump's home and abused our power. The MAGA guys are the real problem, though, because, look, they're inciting violence against the FBI. So, therefore, we really have to crack down now. We were right the whole time to go after them. They're already setting it up. I'll prove it to you right now. Here is Mr. 8-8, Frank Fugazi former FBI executive and one of the biggest losers on television. Here is Fugazi setting up the narrative right now that this is a real problem, not because the FBI abused its authority rating Trump, but because the right wing is getting ready to start threatening people and killing people. Here, listen to this. If you think 850 people um, charged is a lot, understand there are thousands upon thousands more that are out there waiting. And what are they waiting for? They're waiting for the signal from a very desperate former president who says it's time, right? And the more desperate and cornered he gets with all of his various legal challenge, challenges, the more likely it is that he's going to give that call to arms, so to speak, and that we're going to see violence. Folks, he is already setting up the narrative that violence is this problem on the right and that the problem here isn't the FBI and what they would, that is the problem. But he's saying that's not the problem. The problem is your reaction to the abuse of power by the FBI. You see what he's suggesting there? He's already setting it up. This is the approved that's media narrative. That's why I'm telling you, be very 
very careful here. They are looking for an excuse to investigate you, to lock you up, to ban your accounts. You are going to see draconian levels of censorship on social media in the coming weeks. Even worse than now? Yes, even worse than now. They're priming the pumps, bud. Oh, oh, it's yes, Joe. It is so, it is right there. When you do this for a living like we do, this stuff jumps right out at you. Here's Playbook again. August 10th, this morning, where we go for what the nuts are talking about. Political Violence Watch. The FBI search of Mar-a-Lago has been cast in increasingly apocalyptic terms by Trump supporters. The first search isn't the problem, Joe. It's how it's cast by Trump supporters. Oh, okay. This is a Republicans Pounce article, whether you know it or not. <laughs> what is notable about the response is the narrowing gap between the violent rhetoric used on extremist pro-Trump forums, they're watching you, and the language used by top Republican office holders. Folks, they're watching what you write online. Please don't give them anything. Please. I'm just looking out for you. The only thing I care about. I don't care about any of this other stuff. I don't. You're the only thing I care about. Please. Please be careful. I'm not telling you to censor yourself. I'm just saying be very careful with the language you use. It can't be interpreted any other way. They are, they are itching for an excuse to shut you down. Here's another one. Fox News. Fang Fang's boyfriend, Eric Swalwell, Republicans, quote, fomenting violence and chaos in wake of FBI's Trump raid. Folks, they all got the bat signal. All of them. It is our responsibility to handle this the right way. We have a golden opportunity right now coming up in 2022 and with pressure we can keep on right now to enact lasting reforms to this now broken agency. Please don't give them anything, anything where they can come after you. I know a person, I'm not going to say guy or gal, right now who is under just ruthless attack by DOJ and FBI people. Folks, it is no fun. It is no fun. Losing weight, person's not eating, income, it is brutal. Don't give them anything. You have the right to free speech. Use it and use it loudly. Call your congressman, but just be careful. They are watching you. Okay. Um, the language wars are heating up too. You know, the left loves language wars. You know what? Not odds call it a raid anymore. <laughs> Which means what? Now that's all I'm going to call it is a raid from this point on. Folks, I appreciate your patience with me on that last segment. I was thinking about it um, as I was just uh, taking a bit of a break there. And um, my apologies. I know to some of you that may come off as a segment, you know, you you don't want to hear, but I'm always open with you. I know you don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it either. It's really sad. It's genuinely sad. Anxiety producing and terrifying, candidly, that we're under attack by a ruthless group of authoritarian leftists using the FBI, private companies, censorship models, activists, Soros money, and all of it, that we did nothing wrong and that we're the ones who have to be careful. I get it. I don't want you to think I'm having trouble with this because I'm afraid that you're going to, you're going to sense that as some kind of sign of uh, imposed weakness. And that's not what I'm asking. I'm just trying to protect you. We can fight this. I know we can fight this. It's going to be long. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be arduous, but I cannot see another friend go down like that. When you see it happen to someone up close and personal, that's why this is on my mind. The weight loss, the not eating, the financial damage, just the, the, the texts from people, the, 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 just the, the heartbreaking texts. I can't watch you go through that. We've got to fight these people smart. We're, we're, we, this is a 30-front war we're dealing with here. And we can win it, but we've got, to be, we've got to be like the Spartans. We've got 300 people fighting the entire you know, uh, invading Persian army, whatever it was. In that, little, uh, in that little gully there, the mountain. We've got to be strategic. You know, Dan, I, I find this yeah. exhausting, just reporting on it, it and talking it. about it. Physically exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah. You, I think you can tell. Joe doesn't comment much, which I, I got to tell you, I, I appreciate that Joe you know, lets his, his, his words matter. because But I think 
being with me almost 10 years now, I think you could see I was kind of touched by that segment and yeah. it's hurting a little bit because I, it sounds, what I want to tell you and what I have to tell you are two different things, if that makes sense. What I want to tell you and what I'm responsibly obligated to tell you to win are not the same thing. Believe me, what I want to tell you is far different, but it's not the right thing. And I think Joe saw that. That's why I never do. I don't go back and cover segments after I did, but that was bothering me as I took that break. Okay, uh, let me move on. Folks, the language wars, we've been, thanks, Joe. We've been warning you about this for a long time. They're heating up too. The left loves the euphemisms games, you know. It's not an illegal immigrant. It's an undocumented visitor from another country. Like, what are you talking about? But they love this, right? What's a woman? I don't know. We're going to redefine it. What's a recession? I don't know. We're going to redefine that too. The left loves the language game. Why? Because it's a hierarchy, as I said before. It's not hypocrisy. It's a hierarchy. The left are authoritarians. They're in charge. And they're saying to you, double-barreled, family-friendly, middle finger, we will change whatever word we want because we can and you can't. And if changing the word benefits our narrative, then we'll do it and you can go mm, yourself. You get it? That's all that is. It is a demonstration of pure power that they have no allegiance to anything objective, language included. Objectivity is their enemy, right? Because in order to take over state power and treat people differently, you need to treat them subjectively, not objectively. Therefore, you'll tell them what language matters and what doesn't. They hate anything objective. God, family values, language, math, anything. They need to change the rules on the fly. Why? Because they can. They're doing it again, folks. Apparently, because they know, as I said in the beginning of the show, trust me, they know that this thing has blown up in spectacular fashion in their face, this raid. Now they want to redefine raid. I kid you not. Red State, Nick Arema, to be in the newsletter today. Liberals and FBI want to redefine things when it comes to the Trump raid. Here are just some of the tweets. Here is a hilarious human being, uh, unintentionally. Um, Terry Canefield, people have to stop calling it a raid. She's got a blue check mark, so she's definitely smarter than you. It was a lawful search pursuant to a warrant. Don't let Trump and pals frame the messaging. It's a raid. It's a raid. As, it's a ra now, it's a ra listen to me. As a guy <laughs> who spent 15 years of his life in law enforcement, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you objectively, put aside, it's a raid. <laughs> Anyone telling you otherwise is a moron. Here's appearance number two by Frank Fagazi. Someone tweeted about him, said MSNBC's Frank Fagazi says FBI agents do not like the term raid. That, by the way, that is a total lie. Moments later, MSNBC updates their lower third to execute search warrant. Ha! This oh, is great. Please. By the way, if you want to watch this on Rumble, they have the pick right there. Updates right there. Right there. Check it out. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Take a look. It's a raid, folks. It's always been a raid. There have been raid teams. We call them raids. Raid teams, raid briefings. It's, it's, again, it's just, just laugh and move on. By the way, I, Joe, uh, 953, August 10th, please uh, mark yep. it if you wouldn't mind. Flag it! Thank you. Got to give me some confirmation that's flagged. Yes, sir. Uh, it will only be days before the fact checkers, the Bill D. McCarthy's and the Tom Kircher's and the Louis Jacobson's of the world and the Jacob Reyes's, believe me, it will only be a matter of days before they start fact checking on social media, anyone who uses the term rate, just it's just guaranteed. That is what authoritarians, communists, and generally scumbags in life do. So it, it's just a matter of time. I just want you to know that. Speaking of the war on language, there's another great piece in American Greatness. It's in yesterday's newsletter. Roger Kimball pointed out something interesting about the way they write about things, these style sheet prescriptions. In other words, the Associated Press and others, they have these style guides on how to write about certain things. So Kimball notes this really great point. The piece is called The Grasshopper Elite and Its Enemy. He notes that over the last year or so, he's noticed an innovation, stylistic and substantive, that's taken root throughout the regime media. Whenever referring to Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential election, you'll never unsee this now. He notes, be sure to insert editorial comments to the effect that any concerns about the fairness of the election are, quote, baseless or the result of lies. Now, it's a great observation by Roger Kimball. A lot of us who do this for a living notice this for a while, but he put it down in writing. It's a really great piece. He's absolutely correct. Anytime Donald Trump brings up legitimate concerns about the 2020 election, 
whether it's the ballot harvesting, the Pennsylvania uh, illegal changing in uh, voting rules, whether it's the 2000 mules data using cell phone trafficking. And I'll have a story on that coming up later in the week, too. It's always it's always baseless. Now, keep in mind, that's an opinion. That's not news. But do you notice how they mix the two and they do it seamlessly? So you're led to the narrative they pick using the whole euphemisms and narrative tailoring game. It's a good piece by Kimball. All right, folks. Uh, I got, you know what? Let's end with the Biden video today. I'll end. I don't like <laughs> to put two pieces of comic relief in the show, but Joe really likes this and it is kind of hilarious. Um, we'll save that other stuff for tomorrow, Gabe. Including an article by NPR, The Solution. Republicans are finally figuring out the solution to deal with liberal outlets like NPR. I'll get to that tomorrow. Folks, Biden still um, has not figured out the handshaking thing. Remember that other video in the past where, you know, it appears that he's looking to handshake someone. Other folks have said he wasn't, that he was pointing towards someone, whatever. Um, Regardless, he always appears confused. Here he is again appearing confused. And it appears again that Joe Biden, if you're not watching this on Rumble, I'll just I'll just set it up for you on audio. I'm sorry. Biden just shaking hands. Chuck Schumer speaking at the White House. Schumer walks by and there's four people on the stage and he's shaking all their hands. He goes to Biden. He shakes Biden's hand. Then he shakes everyone else's hand. And then he comes back to the podium, Schumer. And Biden looks like he has his hands extended, forgetting he just shook his hand. You got to watch this on Rumble. Check this out. This is great. What's happening? Now our great speaker, our partner, who all of these bills... Very funny, Joe. Joe put some edits in there. I was unaware. Very good, Joe. Very funny. Very good, Joe. Yeah, I did. That was good. You surprised me. I like that. I mean, I'm like, that's pretty good. Check it out. Rumble.com. Oh, one last thing before we go. Inflation number popped today. Again, an extraordinarily high 8.5% pop this morning. Uh, yeah. So uh, really bad news on the inflation front. It's uh, I, and the fact that they're going to take a victory lap because it was Nine and eight point six in the last month, but it's still the highest it's been in forty years since I is kind of uh, just peak Joe Biden. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Please, if you don't mind, subscribe to my podcast and the show every day with that small request on Apple, Spotify, and Rumble. Rumble.com/slash Bongino. It's those subscriptions that help us move up the charts and stay on the charts, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.